This week on Media Delta, Fatal Fury, the motion picture. You remember how in Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, there was that infamous Chun-Li shower scene? Fatal Fury, the motion picture, remembers that well. And that's all it took from the Street Fighter 2 animated movie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Uh, we have an interesting to talk about today. Um, so when I was coming up with episodes, I knew that there was an OVA uh, based on Fatal Fury. I actually knew that there was a couple of them. What I thought was the first one was the one that I thought was just Fatal Fury, the motion picture. But actually, it's the third one. It's actually the last of the three. Um, but I, I don't think you really... There is technically some continuity, but oh well. We kind of missed a little bit of it, and I couldn't find the other ones on uh, YouTube. Um, but yes, we are talking about Fatal Fury, the motion picture. Um, and we had such a good time watching Street Fighter 2, the motion picture. Clearly, uh, this is going to be just as good because Fatal Fury is one it was just Fatal Fury 2 were just as good as Street Fighter 2. So, of course, this is going to be just as good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was not the only one who watched them. Um, so uh, please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. This is Carnival calling in to say, please, for the love of God, someone do a fight scene. This is Chachi begging to move the plot forward. This is Donut. Why? Why did we do this? And I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here for questionable titty physics. Yeah. There's a... This is a thing. Let's just call it a thing. Um, so the weird thing is actually about this um, is that uh, this is actually directed by someone who is relatively well-known uh, for making this kind of thing. Um, directed by Masami... Oh, was it Masami Obari? Um, who has things like he, he was mostly known for uh, mecha designs, I believe, is like one of his big calls. Um, but he is also a director. Although looking at the stuff that he's done, nothing too particularly noteworthy, uh, with the exception of two episodes of the um, Bubblegum Crisis OVA. Um, he did the episodes Moonlight Rambler and Red Eyes. Okay, but also did things like Viper GTS and Angel Blade. Yeah, um, we don't we don't talk about the porn. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Just um, thought out porn, yeah. Yeah, OVA is based on porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, he also did a few other. He didn't just do the Fatal Fury OVAs. He also did um. Uh, actually, he actually did a few other uh, fighting game-based OVAs. He did um, uh, Voltage Fighter, uh, the OVA based on uh, Voltage Fighter Gaukaiser, I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, and also sure. Battle Arena Toshinden. So, yeah. Um, but also he's done mech stuff. He's done, like, designs for, like, he's done Gundam designs. Like, I think he was the designer for the mechs on uh, Iron Blood Orphans. Uh, he was animation direction, key animation, and in between animation. Yep. So he also just he's worked, worked on a, it all. He's also worked a whole bunch on the Super Robot Wars game. Um, also, apparently, he voices one of the characters in Voltage Fighter Gaukaiser. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
nonetheless, that'll that'll be for another day. Um, but yes, this thing, um, Fatal Fury, the motion picture, technically is the third in a line of Fatal Fury based anime things. Uh, this is generally based on the, it has the characters of Fatal Furies one and two, also including special. Uh, you hear a lot of mention, although I don't think you explicitly see him on screen of uh, uh, Wolfgang Krauser. Uh, you do see you do see Geese Howard for like a flashback, but yeah, it is kind of a thing of it does the it does the video game OVA thing of uh, basically it's like, oh, hey, here's the scene with Duck King and here's the scene <laughs> with Kim Capuan. So it has all the characters in it and they just show up in random spots. But they're not the the main heroes are, you know, the Fatal Fury trio of Terry Bogard, Andy Bogard, and um uh Joey Gashi, uh plus Mai. Plus Mai, beautiful Mai. Yes. And an OC. It uh, yeah, both <laughs> the OCs. A new yeah. OC with new blue hair. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing with a, a blue haired girls dying, apparently. Yeah, it's a strange thing in the series. Uh, so we're just gonna kind of really uh, quick blue hair girls dying and Terry falling in love with them after all of a fucking day. True. And what weirded me out more is like he had such feelings for that girl in the first movie, this Lily, but like she actively got his father killed and he watched it happen and he still fell in love with her so many years later and thinks about her two movies later, sir. Regardless though, Lola. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we are just going to, there is a, it's kind of hard to do questions for this one. Cause there's a lot to unpack in this one. Uh, so we're just going to go around Wobbin and, and basically, uh, at first we are going to, uh, just kind of give our general impressions and then, uh, something that we want to bring up. And then once we get done with that, we're just going to go around again and just basically keep on bringing up things that we want to talk about until no one has anything to talk about. Uh, Wobbin. Yes, Good plan. Yes, I know I flubbed my, my R there. <laughs> Wound wobbly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Carnival, uh, what were your general impressions of this, and what's one thing you want to talk about? Uh, I gotta be honest. I enjoyed watching this. This doesn't make it good, but I had a good time in terms of it was... It's enjoyable, it's silly, but man... This is this this was bad. This was bad, and they don't even give you they don't even give you the satisfaction of seeing the special moves in the big final fight. It's just there. All yeah. I wanted was, are you okay? Yeah, I don't. Even, did they even use Buster Wolf at all in this? Uh, no, he no. didn't. That's the best part. He used Power Geyser, not Buster Wolf. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. This thing. It does the thing that every OVA does, which is basically, hey, you see the moves, kind of. But it's always in never a way you kind of want it to. Outside of you, outside of seeing the the Shoryuken that Gatsugata Scar in the, uh, the Street... I don't know why I call it, almost called Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. But at least that one, you at least felt it more of everyone's, like, doing their specials compared to this, where it's like, eh. Can I tell yeah. you 
can I tell you something about why we don't see Buster Wolf in this OVA? Sure. It's because this OVA was released five years before Buster Wolf was included in one of the games. Well, there we go. Now we know. Buster Wolf was like from like at least three. Garo, Mark of the Wolves, 1999. Was it really? really? It was only Garo? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Buster... Ten- tonight we learned. Huh. Yeah, no, it's, it's Garo, apparently. Whoops. <laughs> Never mind. Wow. Fine. You get that one. You get that one, OVA. <laughs> there yeah. are still plenty of other times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Buster Wolf was a move introduced in Garo, Mark of the Wolves. Well, shit. Call me Keanu Reeves because I'm the devil's advocate. Yeah. We fucked okay. up, everyone. Yeah, show us how much. To be one. Yeah, yeah, show us how much I play Fatal Fury. Um, yeah. Uh, so you see a number of the moves, but yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, not for now. I'll come around when it's another. All right, Chachi. Carnival is exactly right. This is a this is a film equivalent of potato chips or popcorn. Um, it's not good for you, and you're probably not going to feel all that great if you consume too much. But it's a lot of fun to share with your friends. And uh, I'm trying to think of something actually nice to say about the film. The I will say that the sort of globe trotting uh, aspect of the plot did allow the the artists and animation team to flex their creative muscles a little bit and represent some pretty neat uh, you know places around the world, both famous and and maybe less so at the time. Wasn't the background artist for this like Kyoto animation? That sounds correct. That's about all like this is this is a hoot, but boy, it doesn't really hold up. Uh, anything. Specific you want to mention? Oh, let's see. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather not drill too deep on the initial turnaround. So if, if something comes up, I'll I'll of course you know raise the flag. But no, I think I, it's you know this, this is a potato chisp of a film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, donut. All right. Um. This was a baffling film. It was definitely fun, but there was a moment about 45 minutes in where the original movie, the first one was only like 45 minutes. And uh, so real quick, to be fair, the first two were TV specials. They were. I do. I do. I'm, I'm very glad they were just specials because whew, I'm, I wish this one had cut it down a little bit. But it felt like at that midpoint, it didn't. I wouldn't say it's worse than the other ones or even better. And I don't want to call it a bad film. Definitely a a fun popcorn with your friends film. But I think like that moment where everything just starts popping off, where Terry's like riding a motorcycle and then he blows up the top of a building and everybody's just popping in and out. I wanted kind of more of that from the beginning of the film. And I wish they had kind of kept that flow of like, let, like if they were just going to throw random characters in, like, let's go to Geese in the Woods talking about nothing except revenge. Have more of that, you know, just like sprinkle that in more throughout, even if it's not relevant. Because some characters I felt like just kind of, I was, I felt like I was playing Guess Who for a long time and then the movie was just kind of over. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this movie that definitely did not need to exist. A lot of characters that did not need to exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Billy just being there, and then I'm going to go tell Geese about Terry. 
as as much as I like Duck King, uh, I feel like that nightclub scene did not need to exist. It didn't at all. It was just for like my fan service, which the movie already had plenty of. Look, they had to sell. They had to get the. They had to get the funding for this movie somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's how. Just open the movie with just my taking a shower. Just do what they did with Chun Li. Yeah, yeah, look, if she wasn't topless, she was just waving them titties around regardless. She got... That's one thing I want to mention. The outfits in this movie. That's one thing I, I liked. Just the amount of... Because, you know, with um with most SNK games, all the art for the characters is so... It's so different from, like, Street Fighter art. Because it's not just, okay, here you are in your, in your fighting outfit. Or here you are in your fighting outfit, color two. Like, Mai has all these, like, fun, fashion-y outfits that she's popping in and out of, and they're always getting sliced up, but they're so fun. Uh, to be fair, the the other, the the OC also goes through a bunch of different outfits as well. She, she does. They're, she just keeps getting skinnier, and the skirts keep getting shorter, and clothes just... Mm. I don't know, you say that! <laughs> One of her first outfits straight up shows ass cheek, because the skirt is so short. True, true. I'm just, I'm fixated on that, um... She had that cute little, like, sleeveless turtleneck with the midriff, with the little short skirt when they were in, um, whatever country looking <laughs> looking at ruins just expositioning oh, when and they were like, in fucking israel you, when they were dicking around in israel i i forget they went to israel they went to didn't they go to south america for a second they, they went did. to they went so what they went to germany they went to baghdad and went to okay that sounds about right okay maybe it was in baghdad but I they can't. specifically went to the dead sea at one point that's yeah, they true. definitely went to Israel. Yeah. But uh yeah. no, it was it was certainly something I, I think Andy even changed up his clothes because Terry's a fucking murder hobo. He had the same outfit the entire the fucking same time. time. But Andy <laughs> had that um he had that like off the shoulder like swimsuit thing. He was working it. And Joe with his little nothing going on, competing for like ass cheek ratio with my now you except, got once again Terry in the same outfit the whole way Joe through because he can't afford a new one. Except, except, yeah, except no one had ass. No one had ass. Everyone was like super slim, dude. It's no buts. Look, this was before the era of the thickness. Okay. Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Look, this was before the era where every milf had to be built like a brick shit house. I think that's about it. All right, uh, Toropo. Oh, um, give me a sec. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, this movie's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to watch, but it wasn't good. It was definitely not good. Uh, also, as someone who is not familiar with the Fatal Fury series, this is a hot mess. Super hot mess. <laughs> like at least in Street Fighter. Even if I'm not familiar, like, terribly familiar with Street Fighter lore, at least I got to see people beat the fuck out of each other and it'd be entertaining. In this, it kind of largely skips around the fights, or it's just all ended with one move. Or, like, yeah. one dude gets his shit fucking beat and then immediately finishes the fight with one move. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this looking is not you. Sam's show. Yeah, looking at you, Kim. <laughs> Kim's fight, wow. Gonna show my kid how to fight, and then he gets his shit <laughs> fucking wrecked. 
immediately. Let me show you in the future how you're going to set your top to the bottom of the bar, and then once you're about to die, your moves become twice as strong. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, cool, sweet. So I just have to half die first. Got it, Dad. Like fucking Joe early on, just sitting in the... It was supposed to be more time, but they were wearing boxing gloves and it was magical. Uh, <laughs> just getting punched repeatedly in the face, and then he needs a dude to the face, and he's out uh, flat on the ground. Yeah. And yet, Man, despite never... all that, so many of the main characters get fucking jobbed repeatedly, just over and over. It's so frustrating. Everyone's just jobbing left and right. It's so bad. Like, oh my god. All of them get their shit beat repeatedly. Mai does my. nothing, really. She just exists to get her clothes torn off and sexually assaulted. I love when she gave that speech about how she had to, like, go fight beside her love and immediately gets fucking murked, just thrown straight yeah. into a fucking wall. No, I'm glad they felt the need to include the classic fucking rapey pretty dude. Like, thanks. Right. That's what we needed. Yeah. Thank you. No, nah, it was it was not it was definitely not good. It looked okay up until it started moving. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was not great in motion some of the times. Also, once again, my incredibly questionable titty physics. She existed just to be fan service and nothing more. Yes. Welcome to my sure and I. That's that's her life. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my there are some people that are okay with her, but mostly she's fan service. Just once again, she was either topless half the time or shaking them titty. Like it was one or the other, sometimes both. Or showing ass. Or showing ass. Whatever was there, yeah. She doesn't even get the exposition like the rest of them. She just says, like, I'm my I'm a ninja. Look at my titty. And I love Andy. Don't forget that part. Oh, she does love Andy. Yeah. And they're not sleeping in the same bedness. No, no, Andy sleeps on the couch, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I still love like uh, in Terry's case, the 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 lady lead who knew him for all of a day was basically throwing herself at him. He's like, no, just gonna close the door later. I really yeah. wish Blue Mary would have showed up at the end, just like, listen, we're we're done with these girls. And then eventually, the lady's like, I'm just gonna take off, take out, go into my underwear and just lay on top of him. Healer. That was so weird. It was such yeah. a weird scene. Yeah, because yeah, the the the, the blue haired girl also magic is is like a magician. She's but a no, wizard, she's a but a healing oh, wizard. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Uh you good for this turn? Yeah, for now. All right. Uh, so my take on this is that this is basically I'm gonna go with the potato chip analog, but I'm gonna do it one like. This is not just a bag of potato chips. Uh, this is a bag of potato chips you buy at the store with your friends when you know that you're going to watch a piece of crap movie. And then you eat it. You know that it's going to be bad, but it's at least a bad and entertaining way uh, that you at least have fun while eating this terrible bag of potato chips. Because, uh, yeah, uh, this movie on its own, like as a film, is not good. Like, I'm just after I say it, this is not a good movie. Uh, but enough dumb stuff happens that if you're watching it with a group of people, uh, it is incredibly entertaining because all of you are yelling how stupid this movie is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, makes- it, yeah, because it, it does Fatal Fury disturbance. Like, also, I know that he's probably a villain in the other ones, but just bring back Keith Howard there or, or Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Fatal Fury has good villains. Uh, the one in this, the, the OC in this one is not good. 
I think they probably, to be fair, I think they probably did that because that is who they used for a movie for the specials one and two. Probably. They just went like Geese and Wolfgang. I was going to say, even like Fatal Fury 3. Wait, was Fatal Fury? I don't know. I got to check. Uh, but I know Fatal Fury has... Well, Fatal Fury 3. They have those weird oh, twins. Oh, yeah, that was that would come out the next year. Okay. Um, yeah, those weird twins were in existence yet. Yeah. Um... But yeah, still, it's like the 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 quote unquote final boss they have for this thing uh, is not as good. Also voiced by uh, Single D Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie, also Kevin from Captain N, which kind of really took my his threatening ability down quite a bit. Because if you listen to him talk, you can kind of hear the Kevin from Captain N voice come out in it. But he's trying to be kind of a threatening villain it it it, it, it doesn't work that well the most threatening thing about Lockhorn is what happens to his package when he finally acquires all of the macguffins oh that, goodness that was that's a declaration of war stapled to his front okay to be fair there was also some like powerful package game early on in the movie too that only i seem to have noticed despite pointing it out Shocker, I can't believe I haven't I didn't notice. Who was it? I forget who it was. I it was one of the villains though. Huh. Oh, it was that big beefy man that fights. I think Terry. it was the big beefy dude. Yeah, he, he just like he had was. a very prominent bulge. I think it was just like the rest of his outfit was just so extravagant. I didn't notice. Crazy. That's crazy. Also Lockhorn having literal titty plate. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of plates. It's like, I understand a breastplate, but they were just, it's like he put two fucking iPhones and just like slapped them to his titties and said, we're good to go. I'm strong now. All right. Um, Cause yeah, that's, that's basically my test on it. If there's something I want to call out, it, why, why did that duck king scene need to happen? <laughs> also, really quick. I do want to say the big villain of the movie gets jobbed by the bigger villain who then gets fucking jobbed by Terry and it's beautiful. Right? Yeah. They final fantasy the shit out of that last villain. Well I guess it well it is SNK, so yeah, they just pull out the random god that you need to sweep kick until he dies. Yeah. Because but... SNK bosses mm. suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also speaking of other SNK things, another thing I wanted to bring up in the uh the Duck King scene. Why is Nakaruru there? Why was she there? I've been asking that. I've been wondering. Because yeah, there's there's just a character that it's just dressed up like Nakaruru in this in this you know club that no one else has dropped dressed up in anything close. Like you can see if there was like oh it's characters that are dressed up like other SNK things because SNK exists in this universe because a Neo Geo land exists in this universe. It sure does. And Terry sucks at fighting games apparently. It sure do. He keeps going to these arcades and losing, and then he always meets a new blue-haired girl. That's so why he's going to the arcades. He needs to stop. He's established a pattern. We he's need to have an intervention. He's established a pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> that he also, hasn't proven wrong. Also, there was a thing that I was annoyed at at the arcade, but it's a very... A thing that doesn't really matter is the fact that the cabinets they have drawn looked like... They are in the traditional Japanese style of one cabinet back to back in a versus game, 
Uh, but the thing is, is that it's a two joystick back, like side to side thing, which that's, but nonetheless, <laughs> they do, they are labeled that they are clearly Neo Geo cabinets. Also that they are labeled MVS, which I thought was a neat touch. Uh, I can speak a little bit about the Nakaru. Uh, I won't call it an Easter egg because it was shoved right in your face, um, her, right. her appearance. So uh, Reiko Chiba uh, is a voice actress who played Nakaruru in Samurai Showdown, the motion picture. She has two speaking roles in the Japanese version of this film. The first is she's the woman who gives Joe his celebratory bouquet after he beats Hua Jai at the MMA match at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually say, oh, are you that Reiko Chiba? Uh, the second is she? Yeah, it's, okay. it's literally supposed to be, hi, I'm Reiko Chiba, the actress. How you doing? That's cute. Um, I love you, Pink Ranger. The, uh, the, second, the second thing is um, Nakaruru in the club that's just Reiko Chiba again. For some reason, she showed up dressed as Nakaruru. <laughs> All right. It's for two reasons. One, it's sort of a visual goof. And two, um, she performed a image song for My Shiranui on the Fatal Fury special arranged soundtrack. Huh. Good so, for yeah, her. There's that. It doesn't make it any less baffling, but that's their reasoning. <laughs> also, now I'm remembering that that Samurai Showdown the motion picture also exists. Oh man, it sure does. It possibly be worse than this. I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> being like this bad, but I remember it not being good. Well, also, if we're talking weird cameos, didn't Geese have like a very weird, very yes. brief appearance? Geese. So quick. It's because Billy was like, hey, Terry's gonna go fight this man with armor. I thought you should know. And Geese was just like, Raging Storm! Ha ha ha. Look at my scar. And that was it. Yeah, also, Geese Howard, who should not be alive at this point, if I remember correctly. Or is that... Oh, wait, that's the end of... That's the the second time he gets knocked off of a building. Yeah. After, what, was a real bout? Like the first real bout, I think, is the one in which Thanks, he canonically bro. dies. Whichever the one was before Garou. Yeah, it would be... Well, because I think it's real bout Fatal Fury Special is the one in which he dies. Because then I think real bout 2 has um, another relative of Wolfgang. But that I can't rem- quite remember that. But nonetheless, Geese Howard just kind of shows up and just is like, as an Easter egg, even though he's like one of the better characters in Fatal Fury. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, with uh, this movie, uh, just having seen previous films like Fatal Fury 1, well, the you know, TV specials, seeing um, Battle Arena to Shinden and Samurai Showdown, maybe that's why I don't think this one is the worst because, like, it's, uh, Christ, the first one is awful and Battle Arena to Shinden is. Mm, there's there's no words. There's also almost no words in the OVA, but that's a different. By the same token, we shouldn't exactly heard anything leaping over those bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, forgot that there's an art of fighting OVA. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fighting game OVAs. Man, I don't even remember art of like I I legit all of the modern day there, fighting there are... games. There are two things that people know of Art of Fighting, and they're two best things that came in the first game. 
well, okay, three. You got you got Yuri and you've mm-hmm. got King. Yeah, no, I was about you, to say that also Robert Garcia is kind of cool, but Robert Garcia is kind of cool. Like, yeah, um, I was about to say, like, you have two thirds of my King of Fighters team. So Yeah, because I like I, I don't think because I'm I am looking at all the characters that are in Fatal or not Fatal Fury, in Art of Fighting. The only ones that are notable are King, Mr. Big, uh Robert Garcia. That's about it. Uh, also, Mr. Karate. Maybe. Mr. Karate is pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Like, legit, the best thing that SNK did was just fold all their other fighting games into King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. Because at least then that made that forced them to, like, okay, we need to, like, figure things out and, like, get a bit more, get a bit yeah. more, like... Let's just, let's, like, after they did stuff like Savage Rain, which no one remembers... It's like, let's just make one fighting game. Yeah, like, I would love another Last Blade 2, or a Last Blade 3, but, like, they just needed one modern-day period, one Sengoku-era fighting game, and one Bakabetsu fighting game period. Like, you can have more than one fighting game, but just do something, set their... Do different eras of points in time so you can do a bit more, like, weird mechanic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yes. Uh so I think I think we it sounds like we'll probably just be doing one more round of, I was just say, I don't even know, is the round robin even necessary? Is there anything that anyone wants to bring up? Carrie Terry just murdered people when he blew up that building and nobody cared. He just power geysered that building and sent debris down into the streets, jumped into a river, got dragged out by a tiny girl, and nobody said a thing. And then they let that old man die when that when she started having like a fuck. Mm. Just so many and things in this movie. Don't forget Terry <laughs> destroying historical ruins. All of them. What about that lady All with the water power? She just murdered that one man, the matador man. Yeah, Lawrence uh, honestly had a pretty good aesthetic. Existed solely to be murdered by an OC. Goodness, I, I think I think the two things I would say about this movie is watching it is basically opening a time capsule back to the '90s, and contained therein are a bunch of action figures from a popular video game franchise, and this film is just slapping them together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of phrasing it. Which I do appreciate because even though that like it's just it's still this this movie the probably the closest character that they get absolutely correct is Mai, but that's probably just more an indictment of just Mai's character than anything else. Pretty much. Um that does actually remind oh me of another point. Uh is that this English voice cast is kind of not great. <laughs> the hell you say being kind. Uh I don't, I'm looking at the list. Um, I'm going to, before I say that, I'm going to look to see if any of these are like, I don't think that any of these are like, um, who played Susu Sulia? I need to know. Uh, Sulia, let's see. Um, while you're looking that up, I just want to exposition is. and inform our gentle viewers or listeners, perhaps, that um, one of the voice actors. For this film is named rather one of the English voice actors is named French Tickner. 
he's he's one letter he's one letter away from uh, from a rude thing and for, yes. french pickner for god's sakes like there, if he didn't choose that name if that's not like a like a nom oh, de or something game. man his parents fucking hated him let's see um i was actually looking up because uh suya was voiced by miriam uh i'm guessing this is a french name Sirioi. it's s-i-r-o-i-s so something, something like that uh she's actually the voice of akane from ranma um okay so, so actually she did do stuff um not a whole lot but she did hey, it's something uh it's something let's see um if anyone else no french tickner is that guy's name <laughs> um french alexis tickner um let's see uh oh he was the ocean dub group dub verse or of uh voice of mr popo mr popo oh god the uh, ocean oh, he to, oh actually he did do a voice in uh jinro so he's Ooh. actually done some decent movies Goodness. he's played he's played zombie in a lot of gundam media. that's pretty cool yeah a lot of this it just looks like it's a lot of just stuff alfred and black lagoon I think one of my big like just issues with this movie was um how much time they could have spent just letting the artists do what they want and how much they spent it on still shots of Sulia exposition also, for long period. Also, just to go back to French Techner for a second, how low ball of a role does it have to be? Like, of course, no like shade to anyone who does voice acting. How low ball of a role is it to be the additional voices for mummies alive damn <laughs> you know what damn. i think i'm gonna he, he got paid he got paid true and i think i'm gonna jump in on this just for some reason i don't know what it is but like being an extra and stuff is just so fun i don't know why it's just always been enjoyable to me no matter like what medium i've done it in it's just like very low energy you don't have to like put a lot of effort but you I'll get say, to just there's like, less pressure exactly but you get to go in and just be like just fucking crazy for five Damn. minutes and it's great it's funny you mentioned that because the character french tickner plays oh. in this film is Yamada Jubei, the shitty yes. old martial arts master <laughs> from the club scene. So he yes. was hired to wild out for five minutes and then take his yes. chest home. Yes. Joke on Terry. Yes. So, Beautiful. So I did actually find someone that I actually recognized from someone else. Um, the voice of Joe Higa uh, Higashi, who is mm -hmm. voiced by Jason Gray Stanford, uh, who is Randy from Monk. <laughs> the, the goofy assistant to Captain Sottlemyre. Oh, my grandma loves I me. guess he got he has a type, I guess. Yeah, I, I am guessing that Ocean Group is the one who did the dubbing. Yeah. Can't be. They don't have Brian Drummond or uh, Scott McNeil. They don't. Yeah, Scott McNeil does not show up, which is kind of the thing. But yeah, all these are either they're can it's definitely Canada God. I, I just read a title of a thing that was three, two, one uh, that I it was right underneath something called a do uh, galaxy project or galaxy express 1999 or 999. Uh, and so I mixed a bunch of words and I thought that the title of this program was three, two, one pregnant. <laughs> it is three, two, one penguins. And clearly this is a penguin. fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> Wrong with you.
<laughs> How girl three two one pregnant. That that's that's that sounds like something that a shit he did in between Viper GTS. And yeah, something else. Something he did for like what, one month. Oh. We are all terminally online. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you Welcome. for coming by. <laughs> <laughs> also, also Robert O. Smith voiced multiple roles. Voiced Big Bear and uh, Cheng Chid. I don't know how to pronounce his last Robert name. Robert O. Smith sounds so bland that it sounds fake. <laughs> um, yeah, who was that? I can't remember the character. Uh, it's the it's the guy that in the opening gets like yeah. possessed and like. Oh, Cheng Sinzon. Yep, that guy. Um, yeah. We should anyone... probably. Go to ranking at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say, did anyone have anything to say? I did, but then I forgot it. Oh, I do remember one thing. If you're gonna watch this, photosensitivity warning, because oh, there's a I, lot yeah. of flashing. Yes. Everything. And not just my. Nope. <laughs> yeah, not Every just now my, no, no, like like Caesar inducing flashing. It's actually kind of hard to watch at some point. Right. When they do decide to do a special move, they sure do it. Yep. Jeez. All right. Well, we should probably actually rank this. Um, so we're going to rank this from our normal one to 21 scale of one being absolute mastercraft. Like can't even get any better uh, to 21, which is absolute garbage. Can't even be enjoy like fun. Ironically to watch it is just painful to watch. So carnival, what would you put this in a one to 21 scale? I feel like this is one of our two, one of the three special ranks. I just don't know if it, covers more of like 69 so, or 20 i would so what's, say what's the difference between those two more because so i can see I, I which one i vehemently disagree i i would not say this is a 69 is also weird rash this is just not this is it's not what the 69 is made for okay damn just, straight just it is yeah, just a point of comparison, the, the 69 stuff that we have in uh, Retro Rhapsody, we have two games. The first, Funky Fighter, and Trio of the Punch. There's stuff that are actually okay. halfway decent, but... And the 420 is just weird. Like, you can't really even put a good or bad. It's okay, just weird. The, that clarifies things, then. I would argue... If you were going to do one of the special ones, I would argue 666. Mm, <laughs> it's not... That. It's I not don't, there yet because I, it's like also the other six 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 we have is Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which that is a level of curse that is also fun to watch with other people. That this <laughs> definitely does not achieve. Yeah, no, it's not that curse in that place. I'd probably just put this at nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, I just want to do a get a quick check of what the special one rankings are just before. Yeah, I would not. Yeah, I would then, not. Yeah. That if it's not that, I solidly put this at 19 because this is certainly watchable the same way Sadam is, but it's like it's mm, okay. I'll put it at 18 because it's better than Sadam, but it's definitely not good. All right, all right. So uh, Chachi, I'm gonna go with 17. That that feels like a decent spot for this. Um, like you you can enjoy it, but not in the way the uh, the the creators intended. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Donut. 19. Since I've seen the other movies, I know this movie shit, and I've been nice about it, but 19 is good. All right. Uh, Torpo. Wow, I feel weirdly generous here. I was going to say, like, 16 or 17. Jeez. 
So I would argue 16 <laughs> because this is better than the Legend of Zelda animated series. Oh. Probably. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but the nostalgia. No, yeah, no, no. But at least more happened in Salamander, which is a very sad thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And Dick, and the, and Dick Tracy. Dick wow, Tracy that's... was terrible, but at least it had some redeeming qualities too. Yeah, I'm, some, I'm just, very few. I'm just going as if, like, if I rated the other Fatal Fury movies, because it would definitely go like 21, 20, 19 in that order. Yeah, 2019. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would say like a 16. Also, because we don't have a 16, Lolo. Yeah, I know. I might have written down for me 16 as well for some weird reason. <laughs> No, but seriously, I do actually agree that I do feel like this is a better watch than The Legend of Zelda. Um, You're right. Actually, on a very charitable rating, I would actually not mind giving this a 15. But that's being charitable. That's being charitable. That's like, like, nice. Like, I don't... Like, or That's... I'm thinking about this now, because Salamander was like... That was not... That was not a fun watch. Okay, not... okay. So, like, Salamander was boring for a good chunk of it, but when, when there was action, things actually happened, and it felt all right. But this didn't. Yeah. The action <laughs> was, like, blinking, you missed it. Yeah, the action sucked in this. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah. That 16. This, this also had the problem that Salamander had, where it was a lot of exposition, and then things happened. But Salamander, they were okay. In this, it was bad. In, also, in Salamander, Salamander, each gave... of the episodes, a third of it was things happening. Yeah, yeah, because that last episode was like stuff happened a lot in that last episode. Also, what the fuck was up with those ninjas? Whoa, yeah, yeah, bone ninjas. We didn't talk about bone ninjas at all. With the piss-filled masks, cool. yes, yes, the pee-masked bone ninjas. Hello, future Lolo here. Um, it turns out that the backups that I had, uh, in order to record this podcast, uh, at this point, all simultaneously failed. Uh, Craig and Giark, uh, both disconnected earlier in the session, or Giark record, or disconnected right where you're hearing that. Um, and my backup audio, just straight up audio recording, uh, for some reason was completely unknowledgeable or unlegible. Like you couldn't hear it at all. Um. So, unfortunately, we are going to have to cut. This is all the audio that I have that we can use. So, unfortunately, I had to end it right there um, for the sake of, you know, telling you how we ended up ranking this. Um, we did give this a 16. Uh, so, it is right in between Salamander and The Legend of Zelda cartoon. Um, uh, some things that we called out about it. Um, we gave it the peach for kind of its butt rocky music and did not like the art. And the art was itself, or did not like the combat, and the art was somewhat questionable. Um, other than that, uh, another nay that we gave was the fact that the um, way too many shoehorned in game elements. Uh, that was kind of what we decided to give Theodore Fury the motion picture. So it ended up at a 16. Our first 16, in fact, for Media Delta. So yeah, uh, that is where that ended up. Um... Just to give the people norm who I normally give the time to, uh, you can find uh, Carnival on Twitter at Toku underscore Carnival. 
You can find Chachi at ChachiLP. Uh, he also said to uh, give a shout out to your local animal shelter. You can find Donut Secret at uh, Donut underscore Secret at Twitter or on Twitter. And Torpetypist, you can find him at Torpetypist on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Torpetypist. Also, just to give a shout out to Chachi's um, streaming, uh, you can find him and his wife uh, uh, streaming at Max and Chachi or Max and Chachi on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Max and Chachi. Um, and yeah, Torpetypist, you can also find streaming at uh, twitch.tv slash Torpetypist. Donut Secret also uh, streams occasionally, uh, twitch.tv slash Donut Secret. Um, so yeah, there is kind of the unfortunate end to that episode. Um, so what we have coming up next is we actually have, we are actually starting to get into our December block, which is Christmas adjacent, or all, well, you know, unfortunately the only holiday that gets represented in this way. Uh, or at least in a video game thing, is Christmas. Um, so we got our Christmas block coming up. And our first one is actually a weird take a, uh, um, Mega Man OVA that's actually uh, brought to us by the um, Japanese Tourism Board. Uh, so it's simultaneously a Mega Man OVA also teaches you a lot about Japan and specifically why you would want to come from a tourism standpoint. So yeah, uh, Mega Man Upon a Star is what it's called. And that is going to be next week's episode so unfortunately we had to end it early well you we when we recorded it fully but unfortunately you only got heard like up until that point which it, to be honest was most of it but still anyway uh thank you all for listening and i hope you tune in for the next episode if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the media delta list tab if you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ltp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.